Welcome to Start and Keep Going. I'm Molly Cash, and today we're talking about choosing your discomfort. Sounds fun, right? This actually is really important, especially if you are feeling stuck. So stay with me. Listen up. First, we need to start with the sad tale of the hotel AC unit. This happened several weeks ago. I was staying by myself in a hotel room for three nights, and it was late July, so it was hot, the AC unit was running, and it was kind of loud and noisy and obnoxious. But I did okay for the first two nights. I still was able to get to sleep, and it didn't bother me too much. But the third night was terrible. I was already heading into this night with a headache and I had grabbed a Dr. Pepper or something on my way up to my room because sometimes the caffeine will help with a headache. But this night, it didn't touch it. It just still hurt like mad. And then the caffeine got me kind of wired and I was unable to fall asleep. So I had caffeine plus headache plus noisy AC unit. And I swear it was 10 times worse than it was the previous two nights. It was really bad. But by then, ah, I didn't want to like ask for a different room. I was checking out in the morning anyway. It was pretty late by the time I was actually trying to go to sleep. I just, I didn't want to deal with the hassle of that. And so I was like, all right, it's okay. I'm going to have to figure this out. Now, I am not generally a person who has a hard time falling asleep. I usually do just fine. And so I don't have a lot of tricks up my sleeve in that department, but I tried everything I could think of. I tried, you know, muffling the sound and put a pillow over my head. I tried reading something boring. I was looking up um, podcasts that were just like sleep noise, brown noise, white noise, all kinds of noise. I don't know, ocean waves and crickets and city noises. <laughs> and I'm just like, I was trying everything and nothing worked. My head, the pain in my head just got worse and worse. I reached a point where I was actually seeing stars from the pain. That's a new one for me. Oh, why didn't you take something for your headache, Molly? Good question. Thanks for asking. Um, I didn't have anything and the hotel didn't have anything either. They normally did. I could see right where, you know, they usually have a Tylenol stocked, but it was just out. And again, by the time I knew this was a real problem, it was late enough in the night that I really didn't want to go out anywhere. I didn't know of any corner stores nearby and I and I just didn't, I wasn't going to go out in the middle of the night by myself to to try to find one. So, that's why I had nothing to take for my headache. And yes, I have added Tylenol to my overnight bag for the future. But let me tell you the one thing I did not try. At least for a long time. I did not try turning off the AC unit. And lest you think I'm a moron and just tune out right now, I mean, that's fine if you want to, but there is a point to this. And I think, you know, I get some credit for just being groggy and frustrated and not thinking that clearly, but I didn't want to turn off the AC unit because I was afraid it would get hot. Like I said, it was late July, very hot outside, and I was up several floors and I just thought, I'll cook if I turn it off. So there I was, up half the night, suffering, unable to sleep, and not willing to turn off the AC because I was afraid that I might be uncomfortable in a couple hours. It might get too hot. 
And granted, when I'm hot is like when I sleep the worst. That's the one thing that usually makes sleep the hardest for me. But still, in comparison to no sleep at all and terrible pain in my head, being a little warm in bed doesn't seem so bad, right? I'm happy to report that I finally reached a point where I thought through this and could see the flaw <laughs> in my thinking and my behavior. And I decided that I'd rather get a couple hours of sleep, even if I wake up sweating, than lie there miserable with my head pounding and get no sleep. So I got up, turned off the AC unit, and it took a little while, but I got to sleep. And I slept the rest of the night and I woke up fine. It wasn't even hot. All right, so there's my kind of embarrassing story. And the reason I tell you that is because this is what we all do sometimes in our heads. We do this weird thing where we treat comfort as more important than solving for our pain or getting what we really want. In the hotel example, what I really wanted was sleep. I also had a pain point of my headache that I needed to solve for, which in this story, solving that pain point would lead to what I really wanted, which was sleep. So I definitely wanted to solve for the pain and get the sleep. So there was no question about that. I knew exactly what I wanted. And I even knew what was standing in my way. That AC unit was creating more pain for me and making it impossible for me to sleep. So I knew what I wanted and I knew what needed to happen to get there. But for the longest time, I was not willing to do what needed to happen. And why? Because of comfort. I was getting this perceived benefit of comfort from the very AC unit that was causing my pain. And maybe I was getting an actual benefit of comfort too, but it was definitely way out of proportion to the amount of pain it was causing me in return. And along with that was this fear of discomfort that could come if I turned off the AC, which again would be a perceived discomfort, maybe a real discomfort, but anytime you're fearing future discomfort, it's not a, that future discomfort isn't a real thing yet. It doesn't exist. Whereas the pain in my head definitely existed. That was a very real thing. I mean, some people argue that pain isn't real ever and it's all just, you know, your perception. That's fine. But for the purposes of this episode, we're going to say the headache was real and the hot hotel room was not real because it hadn't happened yet. So the point here is that it is insane how much pain I was willing to put up with and suffer through all in the name of preserving comfort or avoiding discomfort or potential discomfort. All right, now we've got that terminology down. I'll give you some more examples. A few years ago, I was trying to eat less sugar or basically no sugar so that my body could just feel better and I wanted to lose some weight and that seemed like a good way to start. So I stopped eating sugar and shortly after that, my family went out to get ice cream after, I don't know, a game or performance or something. We were kind of celebrating and I 
kind of panicked. I was like, oh no, I'm going to feel really left out if I don't have ice cream with everybody else. So I had this conflict because I had committed to myself, I'm not going to eat sugar because I'm in pain. I have these pain points of my body not feeling right. I had been in a place of kind of emotionally eating a lot and I felt almost like dependent on the quick energy of sugar to like get me through a day. And I just, I knew that wasn't where I wanted to be. So I had these pain points that were real that I was experiencing and I had good reasons for wanting to not do that anymore. But it was going to be so uncomfortable to sit there and watch my family eat ice cream cones and not eat one too. But I had this aha moment when I was thinking, oh, I'm going to feel so left out. Because I suddenly thought, you know what? I already feel left out. I feel left out of feeling good and normal in my body and having steady energy and being able to like do fun, active things like my family can do because I don't feel good ever. So when I saw that it was truly going to be feeling left out one way or the other, I decided I can do left out. I'm already doing it. I'm going to just skip the ice cream because that was the choice that would lead to actually solving for my pain. Eating the ice cream to avoid discomfort in that moment would only help in that moment. And then it would actually kind of hurt later on. Have you done this before? Have you ever made a choice that saves you from some discomfort, but it also adds to your pain? Or maybe it doesn't add to your pain. It just does nothing to solve your pain. There's a reason we do this. Our brains are just going to always favor what's familiar to us, what's more known. And that's how this potential discomfort can seem so scary that we're willing to sit in discomfort and even pain that we're already experiencing just to hopefully avoid that. Because it's what we know for sure versus what we don't know yet. But here's the thing. You're going to have discomfort no matter what. It's now or later. It's this type or that type. But there will always be discomfort. And what's more is that you can handle discomfort. These things we're so afraid of, they're just feelings. We feel feelings all the time. They don't actually harm us. You can feel any feeling that there is and still be okay. So as long as we can handle discomfort and we're going to for sure experience discomfort one way or another, why not choose the kind that is packaged with what we actually want. I know it's easier said than done. And this pattern of ours that comes from just, you know, being human accounts for so many of our bad habits and missed opportunities. It's often why we'll stay in a friendship or a relationship that's not good for us because it's familiar and the discomfort of leaving seems so scary that we're willing to put up with the pain of staying. Or even less dramatic than that, the discomfort of having a difficult conversation about, hey, don't talk to me like that, or we need to work something out, seems so scary that we 
continue to allow somebody to treat us badly or just allow a problem to go on unsolved because it would be uncomfortable to address it. So we really do this all the time and it's okay that we do it. Like I said, our brain is programmed to favor the familiar and there are good reasons for that. But knowing that this is a pattern and knowing what's behind it and that it really is just a choice of which discomfort do you want can be so helpful when you're feeling stuck or when you really want to go after something or make a change in your life. There's one area where I feel like this pattern can be especially heartbreaking. And that is when somebody feels called to do something, but they don't go after it because of that fear of potential discomfort. We feel inspired and excited about something and we want to get up and do it now. But then we start asking ourselves these what if questions. What if I don't have it in me? What if they reject me? What if they say no? What if they laugh? What if nobody wants it? Nobody buys it? What if I fail? What if it's too hard? What if it takes 10 years? What if I get hurt? What if I lose what I already have? And the answer to all of these questions is, then that would be uncomfortable. Maybe even painful, probably hard, guaranteed hard. But what we're doing now also has pain, also has discomfort, also has difficult parts. So what do you really want and which discomfort is going to get you there? Remember your brain's default setting will always be to stay comfortable, stay with what we already know, don't rock the boat, and that's fine. And I'm not saying you need to go out and rock a bunch of boats, but you also don't have to stick with your default setting. Don't fall for the lie that that potential future discomfort is so scary that it's not worth solving for the pain you have now or not worth going after what it is that you really want. And yes, when you feel called to something and you leave that call unanswered, that creates its own kind of pain. Discomfort is tough. It's not fun. But please don't let it stand in the way of doing and being what you really want. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.